Welcome to I Hate Sand, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Taylor. I'm Aaron. I'm Reagan. We're just three lifelong friends sitting around a table talking about hot Star Wars topics. We recognize that Star Wars means a lot of different things for a lot of different people, and we may disagree on the specificities, but at the end of the day, we all love Star Wars. Let's dive right in. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? It's been a while. Um, Too long. I think I wanted to mention this. Um, we don't put out episodes regularly as we should. I think mainly because I don't want to feel like the pressure of just constantly putting out content. If we have something interesting we want to talk about, I want our content to be interesting. Uh, and this time, it is especially interesting because we have Clint from Star Wars Daily joining us on this episode. What's up, Clint? Hello. Hey, what's up, Clint? Happy to be here. Um, so, Clint, for someone who doesn't know what is Star Wars Daily? Uh, so, Star Wars Daily is an Instagram page I started about seven years ago. I was in high school, and I was always a big Star Wars fan. I really enjoy collecting Star Wars memorabilia, and um, it was Instagram was just the perfect outlet for me to share pieces in my collection and you know what like stuff that I um, wasn't able to share with um, my friends because I, I actually you know growing up uh, a lot of my friends uh, weren't Star Wars fans mm-hmm. so uh, it was just me <laughs> <laughs> and I come from a very small town you know in the middle of Texas and uh it was just a, a great outlet for me, you know? Yeah, for nice. sure. So it it eventually evolved into what it is now. Yeah, because you're, you're just shy of like 500,000 followers, right? Damn. Or 400,000? Uh, not that close. 400,000 probably. Wow. I, well, I, still 400,000. Yeah, that's, that's insane. That's almost half a million. Exact number is, I think, 374,000 right now. That's awesome, dude. It evolved into this... Uh, sense of community and i think i was the first like actual fan page on instagram which has kind of helped just the right place at the right time really. yeah yeah has it opened any like unique or cool doors for you like conventions or anything like that yeah um star wars daily has opened up so many doors for me um i i think i was around the hundred thousand follower mark probably my freshman year in college this was about two years after I started and I got reached out to by Santa Cruz skateboards. Um, I used to skate like back when I was younger and I thought that was really cool. Um, I had always gotten um, emails about or messages about, uh, you know, working with these brands and I just always thought they were scammy or, or, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so I just delete them and turn them away. Mm -hmm. When I noticed Santa Cruz, that was a brand that I actually recognized. Yeah, Um, Santa Cruz is a big brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they, you know, they started sending me stuff to post, and I guess I became an influencer of sorts um, within the Star Wars community. Mm -hmm. And um, then I started getting brand deals from, like, Walmart, Coca-Cola, Samsung, Lego, 
I partnered up with Hasbro. Um, oh, that's awesome. So Yeah, I remember, like, whenever I first followed you, I was looking at your posts, and you are like, Hasbro just sent me, like, this collection of this season. And I'm like, yeah, oh, so that's dope. so cool. I went to San Diego Comic-Con back in 2016, and um, I had talked with Steve Evans. He's the creative... He was, I guess, the creative director of uh, the Star Wars division at Hasbro at the time, mm-hmm. and we met on Instagram. We're friends through that, and then he um, hooked me up with a connection with their PR department, so now I'm on you know their mailing list, and we announce... Hasbro stuff and they send me stuff and I just share it with with uh my followers which is which is pretty cool. So Star Wars Daily has become like a full-time job for me now. That's awesome, um, dude. That's space. So That's like the dream. Cool. Mm-hmm. It um, is. And you were speaking about conventions. Disney has sent me out to like Star Wars Celebration and uh nice. I've done media for um Dallas Fan Expo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I go to those all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's been that's been pretty cool, um, and I get to meet like a ton of celebrities and and get to do a lot of cool things. Um, so it's it's been a great opportunity for me. And yeah. I'm, so that kind of segues into my next question: Is do you have any like cool Star Wars celebrity stories or convention stories? You know that kind of highlight <laughs> your journey. I don't know where to start. Uh, I mean, I've I've met. I've gotten to meet like Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my first Star Wars celebration I went to was back in 2010, and um, you know I ran into Dave Filoni on the floor. And, nice. Uh, we got to take a picture together, and I actually had a pen for him to sign my badge or something, but um, I f- was so nervous I forgot, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to ask him. That's funny. Um, uh, you know a lot. Of, the major celebrities, it's it's hard to talk with them for a while, but yeah, right. um, a lot of the smaller ones, they really give you like the time of mm-hmm. day. And I've I've become friends with like Ray Park and yeah. Um, yeah, Ray Daniel really Logan. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've hung out with Daniel a lot at Celebration and in Chicago. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, back at San Diego Comic Con, I remember I was just eating my eating my lunch one day and then Stanley comes by and his uh, oh. go-kart just yells Excelsior and just drives <laughs> off. Uh, <laughs> so that was pretty funny. That's awesome. I started collecting like autographs and going to conventions and meeting all these celebrities and Carrie Fisher was actually my first that I added to my collection. Yeah, and I see it right yep, up there. It's over there. Yeah, Taylor and I both got to meet her at one of the Dallas yeah, Panic Dallas. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, we waited and I waited in line like literally all day because that was before the uh, like ticket system. So you would show up at the beginning of the day and they'll give you a ticket and they'll say, come back at this time. Yeah. But back then you just had to wait in line and hope that you got to the front of the line before the end of the day. Last time I got Mark Hamill was in Dallas um, in person. And uh, I remember... Um, they they capped it out, so I wasn't able to get one. So I just stood out there with some other fans, and I guess uh, the staff eventually went back there and asked Hamill to come out and sign just like 20 more. So I got in, and I was like, hey, uh, Mark, thank you for uh, for signing my piece. And he's just like, well, okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> as it's if totally he was like, really annoyed that him. he had to sign 20 more. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I mean, he 20 more, that's like... $20,000 that he got just right there. I know, right? Because um, <laughs> I, I waited in line. Well, 
Mark Hamill was another one that I got, as you can see. Um, and that was, by that time, it was the lottery or ticket system. And so I got there at the very start of the day, and I was able to get a ticket. And then, um, yeah, I, I meant to have him, like, sign it and say, to Taylor, but I was just so caught up in the moment that I forgot. So now it's just just a regular autograph. But well, that's, that's worth more cool. now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so who's the coolest Star Wars celebrity you met? I mean, they're all really cool. Um, I don't think I've ever had a really bad experience. Um, I do have another story. I When I met Peter Mayhew for the first time, I had him sign one of my Star Wars posters. And uh, he was actually the first person that was going to sign it because I was doing a cast piece. I brought it to him and I was he was like, where do you want me to sign? I was like, oh, just, I mean, you're the first one, so sign wherever you'd like. And he was like, well, Chewbacca's the best Star Wars character ever, so I'm going to sign right here. And he signed, like, probably a 10-inch by, like, 5-inch <laughs> signature right in the middle, <laughs> which was pretty hilarious. And uh, another time I... Uh, got something signed by Billy D. Williams mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I asked him to uh, write the quote, um, well, what have we here or something, <laughs> um, with the question mark. And he wrote an exclamation mark instead and then he just stared at it for a good, <laughs> probably a good 30 seconds and he was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and he just wrote the question mark over the exclamation mark. Oh, and I was like, here. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. It's yeah. funny that you mentioned Peter Mayhew because when we met him, he was just like really grumpy. Yeah, he was not happy that yeah. day. But yeah. by that time, I think he had like really bad health problems. Yeah, probably. Um, he was pretty old. I yeah. think this was like two years before he passed away, and I know that was like a downhill battle for him. Yeah, he he was a hit and miss. He was either really grumpy or in a semi-good mood. Um, I think the last time I saw him was at Celebration Chicago, and then he passed away yeah. a few like a couple days later or yeah. something. Wow. That was the last time I saw him too because I was at a 2019 yeah. celebration as well. Speaking of that cast piece, it has Hamill on it too and um, I never got to finish it because oh. it was supposed to be finished oh. at uh, mm. at that. So I never sent it in to get forward or anything. So That's sad. Um, that was a shame. Um, another funny story. I was in line in Dallas to uh, uh, meet Anthony Daniels for the first time and my fiance... Um, she she was with me. I guess she didn't have enough to eat that day. She fainted in line. <laughs> so they had to clear out the entire line um for for her and uh um Anthony Daniels didn't even come by. Wow. But okay. I mean he was still really nice when we finally got to meet him. Yeah. Um he's one of the coolest um he's like he's one of the guys that takes the time to talk to each person, at least yeah. when I met him. He really likes to um spend his time with the fans and I, I remember he was signing something for me uh, I think it was that same day and um, his assistant put some books that he was supposed to sign on his table like this mm -hmm. um, and he was like can't you see I'm working here <laughs> he shoved <laughs> the books off the table and he was apologized to me for his assistant interrupting oh wow. <laughs> if I was his assistant I'd be like <laughs> yeah, dying of cringe I think one of my favorite memories at Celebration um, was the last Orlando show. Um, they brought in George Lucas and, and oh, Harrison Ford and for the 
think it was an anniversary panel or something like that. I mm-hmm. don't remember. But then um, I was sitting on the f- in the front on the far right side, and it looked like there was just a wall in front of me. But at the end of the panel, like the curtains came back, and there was John Williams like standing right in front of me. No way. And they just he just had a whole orchestra. And oh like, my god! Played, um, they played based. Leia's theme. I've been thinking about this a lot because like I'm trying to complete my autograph collection, and I feel like one char- one person I'm never going to get is George Lucas. Do you have a George Lucas autograph somewhere? <laughs> I do not have a George Lucas. Um, I've had the opportunity to get him like through Star Wars Autograph Universe, the sales group. Really? They they, they go up for sale every once in a while. Wow. But um, I just haven't found the right one for my collection. What about a John Williams? Yeah. Does he ever pop up on, on these things? He he pops up quite frequently. The cool ones are where he he signs like a a music sheet. Oh, oh yeah, that's awesome. yeah, it's really cool. I saw a video of like these two middle school kids or something, oh, yeah. and they like stood outside his house and played a song. Oh yeah, and then he came out and was like shaking their hands and stuff. That'd be so yeah, cool. I saw that's really that cool. too. I wonder how many people do that now if they know where he lives. <laughs> yeah, right. Man, he's got to be so God damn it. That. <laughs> Um. God damn it, stop yeah, going I, I did it one time. <laughs> I don't think he signs to the mail anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the same with um, James Earl James Jones. James Earl Jones. I was trying to like send in some stuff to him, and yeah. they don't He doesn't they don't do, it, do anymore. it anymore either, nor does uh, Frank Oz. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. So mo- the other three besides Frank Oz, you got to get on the street. Frank now just refuses to sign anything. Wow. Man, that makes me that so sucks. sad. I would love to have a Frank Oz signature. But they're yeah. out there on and the yeah, best place to find a, them is a secondhand one. Autograph Star Wars Autograph Universe. Yeah, but the reason that I get into like collecting is that I met these people. Yeah. Or this autograph is personalized to me specifically. Okay, so what is your favorite Star Wars movie and why? I think we're all about the same age, right? I'm yeah. 24. I'm 25. Yeah, I'm 23. Okay. So we all grew up in like that in-between period of like um, the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love both, and it's really hard for me to decide between the two movies that I'm about to say, mm-hmm. um, Empire and Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Fit I mean, right that's, that's yeah. basically right where we're all at. So Yeah. So... I mean, Empire's one of my favorite just because of that iconic scene, like, I am your father, like, the shock value, and, mm-hmm. like, it's just something you didn't expect to see coming Yeah, uh, watching it for the first time. Um, and then... I actually, the s- I actually just saw uh, Empire Strikes Back in theaters this last week. In theaters? Yeah. Because oh, wow. they really? did a special release, and cool. it was the first time I'd seen any of the original movies in theaters, and it was just... The sound design in that movie is so amplified whenever you're in a movie theater. Oh, it's amazing. Anyway, go on with, uh, you were going to talk about Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, and, and Revenge of the Sith is also another another favorite of mine because, um, you know, I grew up on the prequels and, and Anakin and Obi-Wan, that final duel is just yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The best. Um, and speaking of, like, celebrities that I really enjoyed um, talking with, um, Nick Gillard, he was the stunt... Uh, coordinator for that movie oh, for wow. the lightsaber scenes so he coordinated the uh the final duel and uh, we talked pro- he he talked with me probably for an hour at celebration 5 um just 
about his work on Revenge of the Sith. And stuff. Wow, that's yeah, amazing. That's so awesome. It was really cool, dude. That's one of those like really obscure ones that's just really cool. <laughs> yeah, it makes me really jealous. That's like me too. Um, I forget his name, um, but I met like a model maker for the original movies. A uh, New Hope specifically. I, I really enjoy talking with a lot of the behind-the-scenes people and, and some of the more minor characters because they have a lot of stories to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have the time to, exactly. to talk to yeah, you about yeah. them. Um, like Bill Hargreaves, he worked... Um, he did IG-88. He did the probe droid. Like He made all that. Oh, nice. Wow. And he was also telling me how he made the Teletubby suits. <laughs> <laughs> so similar <laughs> so i mean they just it's it's hilarious like hey. talking to them and, and hearing all of their stories because they know so much yeah iconic is iconic i guess with <laughs> star wars or jelly tummies yeah right I, I, I never guessed or would have guessed that it would be the same guy yeah <laughs> have you heard of star wars autograph universe yeah i, I actually um i'm good friends with the admins um like Steve Grad and, and Andy Luck, I, I work with them promoting um, autograph signings on Star Wars Daily as well. Okay, um, that's sick. So I, that's probably honestly where I heard of it. I'm probably <laughs> on your page. Yeah. Um, I got my Pedro Pascal autograph through them. Nice. I'm actually still waiting on mine to come in. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, yep. I got um, the I got a 16 by 20 signed by Pedro um Brandon Wayne and uh, his name escapes me right yeah, now. Yeah, the stunt double. Um, there was another stunt double too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that looks awesome. By the way, thank you. Yeah, um, you were talking about like minor characters, behind the scenes characters, and that's what I was thinking of because Star Wars Autograph Universe has a lot of those behind the scenes characters. Yeah, yeah, they do. For anyone out there, check out Star Wars Autograph Universe. You can send in whatever you want for these people to sign that have been in the Star Wars movies or shows, or you can have them just. Star Wars Authentics tops of yeah, photos. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Star Wars Autograph Universe is probably the best place to be if you're into Star Wars autographs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because they do signings with literally everyone from Harrison Ford to. I saw Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver on there. Yeah. And I was like, I want to do it, but $600. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of money. And I mean, if, if you can't swing the send in, there's also the sales page and people mm-hmm. post like really good deals on there okay yeah i just put in my pre-order for warner hertz sog so okay. i'm excited about that one yeah that one sold out so congrats yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i saw that it sold out the first day and then they released like 50 more signings or whatever the following yeah. morning and i was like oh god so i set a reminder on my phone to check at the time that they released them and i got yeah, one of them so now let's move on to probably what everybody wants to know what problems do you have, if you have any, with the sequel trilogy? <laughs> um, I have a lot of problems with them. Um, <laughs> okay, good. You fit right in. <laughs> I mean, being I, I always try to take a neutral stance um, on Star Wars Daily. I think one of you guys mentioned it in one of your podcasts, um, but it's still Star Wars, and it's still, like, really good. Yeah. Yeah. But... Um, being hardcore fans like us, we have we have our problems with it. Mm-hmm. For um, sure. Force Awakens, honestly, I didn't really have any issues with. Yeah, we um, were kind of on the same page because like, we hadn't seen Star Wars for like 10 years yeah. at that point. And it came out and it was a pretty exciting movie and I didn't have any problems with it at the time. Yeah, we all, all three of us saw it on opening night together. 
you know, in one of our episodes, we talked about leaving the theater just super hyped. Yeah, yeah we awesome thought it was experience. some of the best Star Wars we had gotten until further yeah. revisitation. And then after seeing it for like the fourth time, I was like, "This is kind of similar to is a, new a New Hope." hope? <laughs> is this a New Hope? Again? That's that's the feeling I got coming out of the theater. I think my my biggest complaint would be its similarities to A New Hope mm-hmm. and lack of taking risk. Yeah. Yep. Um, it just it it was a good setup movie, and I think. I didn't like the Scar- Starkiller base idea because I'm just, I mean, a third bigger Death, <laughs> Death Star. Star. Yeah, <laughs> We're over it. It gets old. <laughs> but um, another thing that I didn't like was uh, the whole map to Skywalker thing. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yes. Like, I mean, R2 had it like half the time. Why didn't they search his memory <laughs> earlier? <laughs> um, R2's right here and he has the map, but we can't wake him up from his nap, so... <laughs> And R2 had the part that actually mattered. Like, it was mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the ending of the map. Yeah. So yeah. they could have yeah. just got the coordinates from that part. God. Oh, that's too um, easy. <laughs> but, yeah, overall, I think I think it set up the trilogy very well. Um, and then it just all went downhill from there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unfortunately. You know, I, I didn't... When I, when I was watching your last Jedi podcast... I didn't realize that, you know, JJ. It's JJ's fault that they're on that Luke was on that island. Yeah, Amen, dude. Um, but I also agree with what you said about um, Ryan could have changed that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good um, another one of my complaints is uh, why bring back the Empire Emperor? Um, in the Force Awakens uh, art book, I think they had concept art for like Darth Talon or something like, yeah. Oh, that book's really cool. That, Mm -hmm. why didn't they go with a new villain? Um, because for me, it felt like Luke and Vader's whole thing in in the original trilogy was just undone. Yeah, exactly. In a lot of ways. Yeah. And then they brought the emperor back for just one movie and then they just finished him off again. And I mean, if they were going to bring him back, he should have come back in Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we had mentioned this as well, but I kind of wish that Snoke had been Darth Plagueis, and then that would have tied in like the prequel trilogy up until now. And I don't think that would have ruined anything. Yeah. Um, speaking of autographs in Last Jedi, I have a Last Jedi teaser poster signed by Daisy Ridley and uh, Adam Driver. Wow. That's awesome. So have you met them? I didn't get to meet him. That was for, through Star Wars Autograph Universe. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't even put it up in my in my room because that movie just leaves such a sour taste. <laughs> <in my mouth. laughs> That's a shame. It's just in a tube. So. <laughs> oh man, I'd put it up. I defend that movie, <sighs> well, despite its flaws. Maybe you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it, man. Um, so. Is, did you have any other problems with uh, either of the last two movies, like The Last Jedi or Rise yeah. of Skywalker? Well, let me say what I did like. I, I liked um, the chemistry between Kylo and Rey. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Um, I felt like Last Jedi was really a Kylo movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it really... That's the only thing I like in that movie is Kylo's arc. Yeah. Um, I thought he was really cool mm-hmm. in that movie. Um, Luke, that's... Probably my biggest complaint is mm-hmm. what they did with Luke Skywalker. Ah, so disappointing. Um, mm-hmm. I just felt like he spent the whole original trilogy believing that he could 
find good in his father and bring him back to the light side. Um, and then he just gives up on his nephew at the start of his nephew's turn. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make I've sense. I've never thought about that before. That's so true. I mean, if you had a nephew who was doing things that weren't appropriate or like terribly dark, like I'm pretty sure that any any good uncle would, you know, try to help. Try to help their, <laughs> yeah. their especially nephew. when he's already responsible for his training. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, imagine <laughs> imagine if like your nephew goes and like robs the convenience store at gunpoint and then you're just like, "Man, I I'm afraid he's just going to kill those people next time." And then you just <laughs> go into his room and try to kill him. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of <laughs> fucked up when you put it like that. <laughs> How did you feel about the uh, about Luke milking the alien titties? I don't know why y'all. Uh, up every time. I don't know why. I don't feel like it was necessary for them to put it in there, but I feel like nothing's necessary. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious, though, right? I, it didn't bother me too much because I mean. The dude's, if if we're talking about, like, what he's actually doing, like, I mean, the dude's just a hermit on a yeah. on an island. He needs Trying to, to survive. get he needs his some sustenance milk. somehow. Yeah. Um, I don't know why he had to do it like that, <laughs> but <laughs> it was pretty aggressive. <laughs> Let's talk about Rise of Skywalker. In our Rise of Skywalker episode, we talked about um, how no one dies, and I think that's the biggest problem for me. When I watched it, I I kind of I kind of ghosted Instagram for a while because I didn't want anything spoiled for me. Mm-hmm. So I went in completely blind. Um, I actually really thought Chewie died. Yeah, so did I. Um, uh-huh. And I see why they didn't kill him, but I also don't see why he wasn't killed because. I mean, Ray would hear that ship or like one of the other guys would see that there's two ships yeah. in the sky. I mean, it wasn't a cloudy day. It yeah. was bright. <laughs> yeah. It was bright blue and those ships are like huge. So how did they not realize that mm-hmm. he wasn't dead because they saw everything happen? Mm-hmm. I recently saw a meme. You may have shared it. I don't know where I see these memes from. Uh, it was a picture of Ray using the force pull on that ship and then it was a picture of Darth Vader at the end of Rogue One watching the um, uh, Corvette, the Carillion Corvette flying away. And he's just standing there and it's like, if only he had had the force <laughs> pull ability during that time. Yeah, that's another thing that really bothers me is Rey is far too powerful. Right? Just because she's a Palpatine doesn't mean that she can just get all this power instantly. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. The other day I was talking with these guys about how it took Luke two movies to just figure out how to like pull his lightsaber to him, but it takes Ray like 24 hours whenever she's learned about the force and she can just automatically force pull it to her at the end of the movie. Yeah, I mean, Luke didn't even defeat the Emperor, it was mm-hmm. Vader. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how she was able to do it she when had he's the like, text. <laughs> Oh, you're right. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she did. That's where all those new powers came from. But like you said in your podcast, she at the beginning of Rise of Skywalker, she couldn't even do a lot of the stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She was getting bested by the drone half the time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah her and progression's they, way too fast. And they just introduce all these new Force abilities mm-hmm. every movie. 
there's just something new that's just like that meme. It's like, well, that would have been helpful yeah. in the 70s like, and 80s. Nobody like, figured this out yeah. before. Yeah. I think I was I saw something today on one of the Star Wars pages that I follow and someone was saying how they really enjoyed like the Force fighting in separate places like they did in Rise of Skywalker with Kylo and Rey and how they're like fighting through the Force. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is pretty and That was a cool, cool idea. It, it it's cool, but Yeah. Why introduce a new so many new things like they can yeah. fight yeah. through space and time mm-hmm. using the force. They can like transport things. Yeah, Could, and they couldn't can you just teleport anywhere in the galaxy using right. that power? Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense to but, me. I mean, uh, the force is essentially magic, so there's no real like <laughs> rules for well, what yeah, it can what be. Cop out. I mean, the Jedi <laughs> in the prequels were nowhere near as powerful. I mean, even. Mm-hmm. Master yeah. Yoda didn't display any of that. Yeah, where stuff? were these yeah. sacred yeah, yeah. texts whenever Yoda <laughs> was the leader of the Jedi Order? Yeah, it seems like he knew about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I forgot this, but I want to know your your guys' take on the kiss at the end of Rise of Skywalker. It Stupidest came, decision. Came yeah. out of left field. It was so yeah. not add anything. So I know my girlfriend liked it, but yeah, yeah my my wife liked really it too, fan. and I'm like, just stop. Yeah, <laughs> I had. I I can't remember if I brought this up in in our episode on rise of Skywalker, but I went with my wife, her brother and her best friend and her best friend hadn't really seen any of the movies. Like she's seen the old ones a couple times growing up when they were on like, you know, TNT on TV or whatever. But she was like, I'll figure it out as I go along. So (laughs) we left the theater and they were asking me what I thought. And I was like, I got to think about it some more, but here's my initial reactions. And she was like, I don't really know anything about this. But that kiss just felt very strange. To me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this yeah. is so weird. Someone who's not even a fan realizes like, that that up kiss on the, was yeah. Weird. yeah on the tension. Just like this shouldn't be happening, and they're kind of related. Mm-hmm. Like and that's kind of really weird, weird confused yeah. way. Yeah. Maybe like the only only scene that there's any hint of like sexual tension between them is when Kylo has his shirt off for yeah. some reason. She's like, could you please yeah, put something on? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and um, he was jacked. I, I feel like every kiss in that in that trilogy was weird, like the Rose and Finn one too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was like really he didn't weird. seem yeah. to like that at all. <laughs> He's like <laughs> the only one I wanted to happen didn't even happen, which was Oscar Isaac's character and um, uh, Carrie Russell's character. Oh, like yeah. he he like wanted to, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Nah." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the only one that would have made sense to yeah. even happen. Yeah, right. so weird. Yeah, I just, I just want to give an honorable mention to uh, Rogue One. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the only movie that Disney has done right. <laughs> um, that was a fantastic movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved that movie. Like oh, it yeah. was, I, it, I've thought about it, and it's at times I was like, "This is kind of slow," but I just rewatched it over Christmas break, and I think I don't have any problems with that movie. It's my fourth favorite Star Wars movie, probably. Um, it just feels really gritty to me, mm-hmm. and yeah, um, does we get to see a lot of the Empire, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I just think it was really well done. And I heard that the Darth Vader scene at the end was like a last minute addition to the movie. What? Like yeah. they didn't even plan on doing that, and it's I like think that's scene. like the it best was, scene in the movie. Yeah, it's what makes mm-hmm. the movie. <laughs> I mean, it's what cements yeah. it as like a real Star Wars movie to me and the way it transitions directly in episode four is just mm-hmm. that's really well done i heard that they were gonna like maybe make a darth vader spinoff movie that would be awesome 
It would be I awesome. I would love that. What I really want is a good Star Wars like horror thriller. We've never had something like I want more genre pieces in Star Wars. Yeah, I I had a friend say it would be great to have like like a Predator style movie where there's like a, a group of Resistance stuck on a small island. Yeah, and Darth Vader is like systematically hunting them oh down. My God. Oh yeah, man. that'd be awesome. Wouldn't that just be the best? That would make a great man. video game too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like like um, Alien. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. the Alien video game. It's kind of, that reminds me of Ewok Hunt in the new Battlefront game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that mode is terrifying. It's, it really is. scary, dude. <laughs> I think I'll probably know your answer, but what did you think about The Mandalorian? Um, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, there were a few episodes with some not-so-good acting. Like My least favorite part of that whole first season is when Mandalorian, get, I think he's on Tatooine. He goes back to Tatooine with baby Yoda and he arrives at like this ship dock and there's like this weird lady there who yeah. somehow babysits for him. And I just hated her acting. That's the exact episode I'm talking yes. about. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, the one with the, like the novice, uh, the novice bunny yep. too. Yeah. The and kid, he's he, not great his, either. The kid. Yeah. It, was, it felt just a bit weird. off for me. It took me out of the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, as well yeah. as, as the, the babysitter. Um, <laughs> That's Amy Sedaris. The weird, like, ship mechanic who also doubles as babysitter. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Amy Sedaris. And I'm a big fan of hers, so I didn't mind that. Yeah, I. I, nothing against her. It just didn't fit. Yeah, it just didn't feel right. Yeah, it fell off. Other than that, I I really loved the series, and I I think it's really awesome. And, Mm -hmm. And it goes back to, like,. Why I like what they did with Rogue One as well, just because it's so gritty and it yeah. feels like Star Wars. It's mm-hmm. like the seedy, darker side of it. Yeah. I've heard that Tamara, is that how you say his name? Tamara Morrison is going to reprise Boba Fett in the next season, and I really hope that is true. Yeah, one good thing so, about that episode that we just talked about is uh, the Potentially, ending. yeah, potentially Boba I mean, Fett the Spurs... The Sound kind of matches up with Boba Fett and Empire. Yeah, I didn't oh, even. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even realize that Boba Fett. Like, I'm I'm a huge Boba Fett fan, and I didn't even realize he had that sound yeah. effect in in any of the original. Are movies. you really a huge Boba Fett? I guess fan, not. I guess I'm not a real fan. <laughs> what are some other like rumors oh. going around for future productions right now? I know there was like a rumor for a Maul movie or something. The there's, Obi series, there's the Obi Wan series. There's the rumor that Hayden is going to be reprising his role in that, maybe in a flashback type scene. Um, I want to see him under the the helmet. Vader, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I would love cool. that. That'd be because cool. we only got you know what a, a brief glimpse of the helmet going on. That's about it. I mean, I heard that he'll be in like flashbacks or something in the Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. We totally forgot to talk about. Among us, at least, the most controversial movie, which is Solo. What oh, are yeah. your thoughts about Solo, a Star Wars story? <laughs> uh, so, I thought it was, I thought it was good as like a standalone film, but for me, anyone else playing Han Solo doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, because I just see Harrison Ford as mm-hmm. the character. Nothing against Alden. I think he did a great job as playing Solo, but. Um, yeah, I think as a standalone movie, it was fun and it was, it was good, but putting it into the Star Wars universe, like it just feels weird to me. Yeah. Especially knowing that we're probably not going to get a sequel. Yeah. That's really yeah, sad. Yeah. 
Um, we I've, talked about that a yeah, lot. I personally enjoyed the solo movie a lot. Um, I thought it was really fun. Um, the ending kind of made it seem like it was going to be set up for a trilogy of movies or something, which would have made sense. But if we don't get anything, then I'm not sure if I'll still like the movie or not. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Uh, Please give us a follow. Please give us a like. Please subscribe to us. We would love to hear your thoughts and uh, just shoot us a comment or a DM. We'd love to know what you think. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at I Hate Sand Podcast. Please give us a like. Please give us a follow. We would love to know what you think about these episodes.